Who do you enjoy playing golf with the most and why? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf. Thank you for being here. It is a feel-good Friday. Always feels good to get to the end of the week after a long, hard week of work and whatever you were doing. It was 20 degrees this morning when I came into the office which is uh, frankly just too cold. So I do see that we've got some warmer weather coming up, so I'm going to look forward to that. But for now, looking forward to Friday and the topic of today's podcast, who do you like to get out and play golf with and why? For me personally, it uh, definitely playing with my grandfather was one of those, and I've talked about that a lot. As a young kid growing up, being with grandpa was always awesome because it meant, one, I got to be with him, two, It meant that I usually got out of some Saturday chores that I didn't really want to do, and I still don't want to do, but that's that's for another show. (laughs) But I enjoyed being out there. It's where I learned to find passion for the game, and I miss not being able to do that with him. So for me, and and what triggered that was kind of the father and son challenge that's happening this weekend. I read where Jack Nicklaus was going to be playing with his grandson, which I think that uh, for those of us that watch like everything with the Masters, he's playing with uh, GT, his grandson GT, who was the same grandson who was with him at the Masters this year and had a hole-in-one. I don't know if you remember that. It's what Gary Player's kind of doing the commentary, and you can hear the crowd kind of edging the ball in. You can actually see the Nicholas logo rolling over and over and over and then very trick, trickling into the cup, and then everybody goes crazy. And to see Jack Nicholas hugging his grandson and being so excited for him, that was that's kind of what I remember. That's kind of what I remember about playing golf with my grandpa. He was always so excited for me that it was that it was, um, I don't know, just contagious, I guess. And that's where the passion sort of came from. I, I just loved to perform well in front of grandpa. And when I didn't perform well, he didn't make me feel bad about it. I mean, that's golf, right? You just don't always hit really, really good shots. And especially when you're learning, I just loved the way that he nurtured me as I learned to play the game. So really fun, really excited. I enjoy I'll say that the PNC Father-Son Challenge is one of the the most fun tournaments that we get to watch all year just to see them interact. You've got somebody who is used to playing within the ropes and then somebody who isn't, uh, other than, I guess, the loves, right? Davis Love III and his son. Um, His son had a number of starts on the PGA Tour this year, so they seem to probably have a great big advantage over others. But So I was just kind of looking through the list. Um, you'll have like Lee Trevino, Greg Norman. I, I think I read somewhere that there's like um, 10 or 11 members of the Hall of Fame that will be participating in um, this year's tournament with their sons or with their fathers, as the case may be. Um, we've got, let's see, let me grab a list here. So yeah, Jim Furyk's going to play with his dad. That's kind of a cool story. His dad's never played with Inside the Ropes, so that's one that we're talking about. So he may be a little nervous. Kind of always fun to see how that works out. 
John Daly and his son, who played really well last year. I don't know if you remember that, but that was really fun to watch. Uh, Greg Norman, Lee Trevino, Nick Faldo will be there, Retief Goosen. So a lot of folks that we know and see. Uh, it's it's Drew Davis. That's that's Davis Love the Third's son who played on the PGA, or PGA Tour a few times. So there's not much that can go wrong on the golf course when you're together. And I remember playing with my boys as I was trying to help them prepare to try out for the golf tournament. And it was such an interesting dynamic because you want them to do well, you want them to play well, but you also want them to understand that it's not everything in their life. It is important, but there's a lot of good lessons that you can get from the golf course. And as a parent trying to raise a child, it's fun to have a playground like the golf course to help you kind of get into their heads what's most important about not only golf, but about life. And golf gives parents the perfect avenue to teach really, really good principles under the guise of you're just playing a game. Whether it's good manners, whether it's being honest, whether it's being um, mindful of others, there's just so many good lessons that you can teach through the game of golf to your children. And all they know is that they're out with their dad and they're playing a game of golf together. They're enjoying the sunshine. They're enjoying the different grasses. They're enjoying putting. They're enjoying learning a, a new skill that their dad loves and they get to just be with their dad. And then the dad gets to be with their children and then also gets to share with them not only something that they love and they're passionate about, but also um, so they can, um, you know, just move on with their lives and, and be better people contributing to society in a positive way. So I love that about golf. Since my grandfather has passed away, I've, I've really learned to enjoy uh, people who remind me of him, who play, who interact with me as he did. And that's why I've learned to really enjoy playing with some of my cousins. I've really learned to play with some of the friends at, at the club. Uh, guys that aren't super competitive, they're more into just experiencing and be, being together and enjoying golf together. And in, enjoying, they enjoy it when I hit good shots. I enjoy it when they hit good shots. It's a very positive atmosphere. They don't get excited when I hit a bad shot because they might beat me and, and vice versa. I just enjoy playing golf in a, a way that reminds me of playing with my grandfather, right? To, that brings that back in. That's what's best for me. I think that that's what also sort of drove me towards how extraordinary golf handles golf instruction. They do it in a very nurturing way. There's not a lot of judgment. There's no judgment. Not a lot is inaccurate. There's, there's no judgment. You can just be there you can learn a skill, you can get better at it, and they're just there to help you and nurture you along. That is a really amazing way to learn golf. And I've been to other golf schools where it's not that. It's just about results. It's just about um, somehow or another hitting a better golf shot and getting you to a place where you're hitting better golf shots. So when you leave, you're hitting better golf shots. They know, well, that's probably not fair to say, but I got the feel that at some golf schools, they wanted me to be hitting well when I left, so I'd leave them a good review and feel good about my experience there. But they knew darn well that they hadn't fixed anything. And by the time I got home a couple weeks later, it was all going to go to, 
you know, the crapper. And, uh, and, but it wouldn't be their fault. I would be gone. At Extraordinary Golf, it's definitely about learning and learning to coach yourself. So when they send you home and the school is over, you may not be hitting the best shots you've ever hit in your life, but they know that you're well on your way. And they know within, if you stick with what you know, you worked on with them, that it will be, it will have a positive effect on your game and you will play better. So that's one aspect of extraordinary golf I like. The, just the nurturing side of it. And I think that from my grandfather and him interacting with me that way, that's why I became very, very interested in um, extraordinary golf and how they do it. And then one last thing that kind of popped in my mind is we play with a, uh, a guy at, at the club. When we first started playing with him, he was just starting out and he was later in life. He was late 60s and he was just later on and he was a neighbor of ours. And so Thane and I started taking him out with us and playing with him. And he was so amazed at our golf shots, even the most because he couldn't perform them himself, uh, because he couldn't hit shots as far as we could hit shots. And because he couldn't make the ball move, it didn't matter what it was. He was just fascinated with all of it, and it was so infectious. And so who we play with makes a big difference in how we enjoy golf. So I would encourage all of us to think about the, really, the best rounds that we've ever had and think about who we are playing with, and let's consider if that isn't a big part of why we enjoy golf. And if it is a big part of why we enjoy golf, then let's make sure we play with those types of people going forward. And, and let's remember that when we're playing with others who maybe aren't that way, let's make a concerted effort to be that way. Be supportive. Be nurturing. Um, cheer for them. Don't cheer against them. And if we can do that, and if we all make a concerted effort to do that, maybe all of us will learn to enjoy golf more. And then it can be a feel-good Friday every day that we're on the golf course. Um, but anyway, those were my thoughts on a Feel Good Friday. I was, I was looking at the, that the uh, Father and Son Challenge was coming up. That it caused me to think about my grandpa and how he made me feel when I played golf. That is golf to me. That is the best part about golf. And I hope that that is or will become the best part of golf for you. Finding really cool, wonderful people to play with. Because that changes the game. Uh, makes it a lot easier to explore, to enjoy, to create, and to, and to be able to sort of embrace all those things that really make us better at golf. Thank you for listening. Find those people. Think about those people that you love to play golf with and make sure we do that more coming in 2019. Enjoy the Father and Son Challenge this week. I'm sure it's going to be excellent and fun to watch. I'm super excited about Monday's show. A data Monday. I've been pulling, going through some data today and came up with some really cool, interesting things to look at. So we'll get to that on Monday. Please, this weekend, if you do get to play golf, please avoid wearing white belts. In fact, don't wear them. Not avoid. Just don't wear white belts. Let's kill that thing once and for all and rid the world of such a, a heinous fashioned. Uh, it's not it's not a trend, right? It's just a, a, a it's a, a fashion habit that needs to be broken, a very bad fashion habit that needs to be broken like a lot of other bad habits. We need to break all of them, but right now let's focus on this white belt thing. It's, it's horrible. It's really hurting our game. So let's do that. So thank you very much. Have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday. Until then, remember, better data always means better golf. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.